Welcome back to the Nourish and Free podcast. We get to sit down with one of my clients today, Alejandra. She recently finished up her time in Nourished and Free, which is my four-month group coaching program. And she specifically joined to get help with binge eating and body image and emotional eating. And so I wanted to have her share her story today. And she's so kind to share her time with us and just talk about her experience and her story growing up. She's going to share more with us about how her family and culture impacted her relationship with food and how binge eating and depression really went hand in hand for her. And what I love about Alejandra's journey is that she elected to get the help of a therapist while she was going through this. And I love that she did that. I think that's truly a golden combination. So let me know your thoughts in a review or rating after listening to this episode and let's dive in. Hello, Alejandra. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your day to chat with me. Um, Yeah, I wanted to sit down with you because you were, you had some really awesome results in Nourished and Free. And I just feel like, I I just kind of want to dig in about that. Like, I want to hear more about your story. I want to hear more about your experience. And what life looks like for you now, now that you're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, after nourished and free, I definitely see a lot of results. Um, you know, before I was very much, you know, I felt like I was always tied to food. Like if I pour myself a big, you know, bowl of cereal, I had to eat it all. Like even if I was full, or I would always be emotionally eating, always looking for a snack, always overeating, and I just wasn't feeling great. Um, and then after doing Nourished and Free, I've been able to let go of a lot of those habits. That's amazing. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels amazing. <laughs> I love that. It feels super freeing and just so good. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell me more about your story and kind of what you were struggling with before, how that came about and just what that looked like. Yeah. So mainly I struggled with binge eating, but also like restrictive eating and just constant dieting and just a really bad relationship with food and just my body image, just in general. Um, All of this started back when I was a kid. I went through a lot of stuff growing up and my parents weren't really emotionally available for me at that time. So food was just kind of like a comfort. It was there. It was easy. And it made me feel good. So at around five, six years old, I started binging. Um, And very quickly, I started to gain weight. And due to the weight gain, I started getting bullied, which made me binge a lot more. And just, it just wasn't a good situation. And so all of this kind of, it was like a cycle, you know, I would get bullied, go through stuff. I didn't have anybody there. So I would eat and I would eat and I would eat and I would eat. Um, And then it just kind of kept going for years. And then I want to say middle school around that 13, 14 age, I started dieting. And so that's when I would go on these fad diets. I've been on Atkins. I've been on the keto. I've been on um, fasting and all kinds of stuff. And I mean, 13 is really young to be doing that. Um, And that kind of went on for a couple of years. Right around freshman year of high school is when I started restricting myself. 
and I would just go days without eating or I would eat the bare minimum, like an apple, some sort of fruit, something just to like keep me alive. And then I would just snap one day and I would just binge for days and days and days and days. Um, And so that would just, to me in the moment, that was just enough to keep me skinny and not kill me. Um, And then as high school went on, quarantine and all of those things, um, I started getting into working out and protein shakes and stuff like that. So that was also a very unhealthy habit I had. I would just drink a protein shake instead of eating a meal and I would just move on with my day. Um, And then I found nourished and free Mm. and I got better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned you tried keto and Atkins fasting, which I'm sure anybody listening is probably like, yep, I've tried those too. (laughs) Like everybody has tried them. Um, What do you think it was about those methods that like didn't work for you? They just weren't sustainable, you know, cutting out carbs and sugars and just those essential parts of diet. Like those aren't things that are sustainable long-term unless you like really set your mind to it. And you're very um, just determined person to make it work. Personally, I don't have the self-control to do that. I love my breads and my cookies and just all of my desserts too much. And, you know, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like kind of a wake up call, you know, when people, they start the diet and they're like all excited about, oh, I'm going to finally lose this weight. And they start cutting out stuff because they're excited. But then that motivation wears off. And eventually we get to this point where we're like, I miss bread (laughs) and I miss cookies and I miss all the food that tastes good. And so like, what the heck, I'm just going to go binge on them. And now I feel terrible about myself. And it's just, it's such a vicious cycle. Do you feel like it was a cycle for you? I definitely feel like it was a cycle. I would get to a point where I was happy with the results and then I would go back to my old habits and just gain all the weight back and more. Yeah. Yeah. That happens, I think, more often than people admit, you know, like there's weight lost. And then once we go back to our normal ways, we gain it all back plus more. I know that happened to me too. Like, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and it's again, just like shoots you back into that cycle of restricting and then binging and then getting all the way back and then restricting and trying to lose it again. Um, was there any like any results of dieting or I guess side effects that besides the weight gain that you were like, I did not expect this. And I wish somebody would have told me that this was going to happen to me after doing keto or Atkins or whatever? Um, I think one of the main things is like foods that I would avoid eating foods that I would just grow to just find disgust for because of the experience tied to said diet. Um, and then body wise, just being more tired, being hungry all the time. Um, being more emotional and irritated, which I found really interesting that when I was, you know, doing these diets and I was getting to the point where it wasn't sustainable anymore, I would be more emotional and I would just lash out at people yeah. because I couldn't control myself. 
Yeah. Which is kind of like, it's upside down when you think about it. Cause we think we're going to get skinny and then we're going to be happy. But the reality is what it takes to get there makes us so unhappy. And like you said, irritable when we're not nourishing our bodies enough, that is like mood swings is a huge side effect. And a lot of times people do not realize that it's because they're just not eating enough. Like mm-hmm. your body wants food. <laughs> Reality check. <laughs> your body does want food. <laughs> um, yeah. It's crazy. It's right. Crazy. So what was your breaking point when you were like, I can't do this anymore. I need to do something else. Um, I think for me, the breaking point was probably my depression. I think that um, I've been struggling with depression since I was about 13, 14, give or take. And I've been unmedicated up until actually a couple of weeks ago. And it got to a point where it was just so bad. And I started noticing that like I was spending a lot of money on food, which, you know, less money makes me less happy because I can't pay my bills. I can't go out and do fun things with my friends. Um, I just felt like if I was going to do something, it had to be tied to food. Like if I was going to go out with a friend, I had to go out to eat. Or if I was sad, I would just go out and buy myself a cake. And then slowly, I think I started realizing that that was playing a big part. Um, That it wasn't just, okay, like I have this going on in my mental health and therefore I'm doing this. It was more, I think this is contributing to this more than I think it is. Um, And I think that once I figured that out, and I caught that tie, it's, I've been doing a lot better in both senses. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt like the binge eating and emotional eating was worsening the depression and then vice versa. Yeah. 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 And there is, I mean, there's such a huge connection with mental health and our relationship with food that that's, that doesn't surprise me at all. And it also doesn't surprise me that you're seeing improvements in both, you know, like when we finally get to the roots of our binge eating and emotional eating and weed it out and work on it, then we feel better mentally and physically. And it's just this like continuation of getting better and better in mind, body, and soul, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. I feel like now after doing Nourished and Free, my body image and relationship with food is not a factor in my depression at all. I, it feels like I don't wake up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and think, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Um, I don't talk negatively about myself anymore, which I used to do a lot. I used to always complain to my friends, oh my gosh, I'm too fat. My arms are too big. I'm too short, whatever. My stomach's too big. You can see my my stomach line when I wear leggings and things like that. And now I don't do that rarely ever, if anything. I'm more positive about that stuff. Um, and I talk more positively about myself and others too. It's amazing. I love that. I love that. And that's such a, such a good thing to hear because body image and your relationship with food, they really, it's rare that they don't go hand in hand, you know, like every now and then you'll come across somebody who's just struggling with one or the other. But typically we're struggling with food because we're struggling with our body and vice versa. And when you start to heal one, 
it's great. But if you heal both, it's like magic, you know? It really is. Yeah. So now that you've gone through, well, first of all, I'd love to know when you went through Nourish and Free, how was it different than what you had done before? I feel like what was different was how backed up by science it was. I feel like before everything that they give you is like, okay, being overweight is bad. It gives you heart disease. It gives you this. It gives you that. But they never show you the other side where it's like weight cycling is also really bad for you and worse than being bigger. Um, These are things that are also fed to you in advertisement, which is one of the very first sessions that you do um, where they teach you all about how advertising plays into it and how young they feed that into your brain and just all of these things that you're like, wow. Like if somebody would have told me that like, there's nothing actually wrong with me. There's just people telling me that there is. Yeah. I feel like that's what did it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And the, what you said about how young advertising starts, like you had mentioned you started dieting around like 13 or 14, right? Yes. Like that it is young to be doing those things, but also I know so many women that that is the same thing they would say. For me, that's the same thing I would say and do say is that I started dieting around probably 14. And that's just such a vulnerable time. You're so aware of your body and you're comparing yourself and you're trying to fit in. And then you're getting hit with all these advertisements and especially for kids nowadays with social media and how fake it is and in your face it is. It's like, man, how can we not want to diet at that age? Um, And we're just, yeah, like you said, we're told we're the problem, right? Like you're the problem. You need to be fixed. You're broken. So diet and lose weight and then you'll, all of your problems will be solved. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it creates a whole other world of problems that are actually a lot worse. So exactly. Yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal out here. Um, So now that you've gone through working on your relationship with food and overcoming, would you say that your binge eating was emotional? Like, would you say you were an emotional eater or how would you kind of describe your habits if you could? I would say I was definitely an emotional eater, but it's also part of how you're taught. Um, Especially now, since starting Nourished and Free, um, my family from, I'm Venezuelan, so we've been here in America for 10 years, but my family just moved here. Um, my grandparents, my uncle, my aunt, and my two cousins. And having had some of the conversations that I've had with my aunt and my grandma just really shows me how much of that was ingrained in my brain through culture. Um, my aunt, she has two little boys, nine and 11, and she's always worried about portion control. Like every time the kids are eating, she's like, don't eat too much. Don't eat this. Like you've already ate too much. Like they can't have another snack because they've already had a meal and two snacks today. And it's always just a constant, like nagging at them. 
of how they shouldn't be eating too much or whatever. And, you know, I try to help being like, oh, but they're kids. They're supposed to eat. They're supposed to listen to their bodies as to when they're hungry. And, you know, she fights me on it. And my grandma has also made a couple comments about how I'm too big or how I eat too much or whatever the case may be or how the foods that I eat are too unhealthy. Um and how I never finish my food sometimes, and how I'm ungrateful for un- not finishing my food. And those are things that, like, culturally, you don't think of, you know? I didn't realize that that played such a big part until my family got here, and they started nagging me with these comments, and I was like, oh, that's where it comes from. It's not just an emotional thing, but it's also a cultural thing that I should finish all of my meals, that I should restrict my eating, that I shouldn't eat too much, that I'm going to get too big. You know, all of these things that are just given to you. Yeah. Your family plays such a huge part in your habits. I mean, especially when you're raised in your family of origin and you've got all these examples in front of you and then someone's raising you. So they're teaching you how to view things, right. And how to act and, and behave. And it's it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like I hear that a lot that women in adulthood, they're struggling and they don't know why. And they're like, why do I always automatically finish my plea and blah, blah, blah. And then finally they have this light bulb go off and they're like, Oh, it's because I was constantly nagged about it when I was little. And I always heard that. And I always heard these messages about how there's good foods and bad foods and I shouldn't get fat or eat this or it'll make me fat, whatever. And and it really does stick with us for a long time. And we have to actively reverse that stuff, which is not always fun. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> but it is necessary. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So now that you're, I mean, where are you at now with binge eating and emotional eating and, and dieting? Is that anything that, is there anything you struggle with still? Um, I don't binge as often as I did before, if rarely ever. Um, I always just stop eating when I feel full and before I would finish my plate, um, you know, full, even if I was like, feeling sick I I had to finish it now I don't feel like I have to it's more like oh if I do it's because I don't want to listen to my body on this day or you know things like that and then for the emotional part now that I'm getting further because I also did this with my therapist um so with therapy and um you know, finding tools outside of nourished and free that have also helped me. I love that you added in or that you brought in the help of a therapist too, because I think that's so good. Like our relationship with food is, it's all about the food, but it's also such a mental thing. And having those appropriate coping strategies is so good, which there's some of that in nourished and free, but to be able to go deeper into it with a therapist is like, the best combination. So I love that you did that. I love it. What do you think is the biggest? Yeah. What is the biggest win that you have experienced as a result of going through nourished and free? Oh, the biggest one. I don't know. I have so many of them probably 
just not caring so much about what I eat, when I eat it, eating in front of people, just feeling like I don't feel as anxious when I eat or worry about what I'm eating. If I want Chick-fil-A on one day, I'll get myself Chick-fil-A. Like, I don't think Chick-fil-A is going to make me fat. Chick-fil-A is unhealthy. Chick-fil-A is going to, you know, whatever the case may be. And I don't feel tied to finishing all of my food in the moment that I get it. If I have leftovers, it's fine. I just put it away and I eat it in another occasion. So I would say that that's my biggest win, not feeling tied to food. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And that feeling of like, what am I going to eat? When am I going to eat it? Where am I going to eat it? How much of it am I going to eat? It's like, that's the brain of a dieter. It's just constant thoughts of food that overwhelm you. And it's like, there's nothing else going on up here because all we can think about is food. And so that's awesome that you've been able to remove that food anxiety. I mean, do you feel like you've gotten some of your life back? I do. I do feel like I've gotten some of my life back. Um, I don't spend as much time planning like what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat it. Um, If I'm going to have enough time to like sit in my feelings after, which is a big thing Um, before, like I would need time to mentally prepare myself. Like if there was going to be food at an event or if I was going to be eating in front of people, like I would look up the menu on the restaurant if I was meeting up with a friend and I would pick out exactly what I wanted. I would look at the calories. I would look at how big the portion size is. And like just all of that time that I don't have to spend doing that has been, you know, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I have all this time now. <laughs> what do I want to do with myself? <laughs> That's awesome. Literally. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, this is so encouraging to hear that you're coming from, I mean, since five or six years old, you've been struggling with this and now you're able to go into the rest of your life without worrying about binging and emotional eating and obsessing over your body. Obviously there's going to be days, there's going to be moments, but you have tools in your toolkit now to handle it and get through it and make them less and less frequent. You know, that's so cool. Yeah. It's very nice. So what would you say to somebody who is considering going through this process and getting help with their binging and emotional eating and body image? um, And they're considering joining nourished and free. I would say just do it. I know the money can seem a lot because I also thought that but um it's worth every penny um you know that feeling after you go through the process and you learn all of these things and you see the changes in your body and you see the changes in your life there's no price for that um there really isn't like you just feel so free and just so much better about yourself and there's just you just got to do it you just got to take the step it's not easy it's very hard it's can be very uncomfortable for you but after all of that you will feel a million times better yeah getting to the other side getting to your goals requires some hard work (laughs) and it can seem scary and daunting but man is it worth it it's so worth it thinking about it sure is yeah like think about how you felt before joining 
you could still be feeling that way, but instead you did the hard work and now you're like a whole new person. I am. I definitely feel changed. Amazing. That's so awesome. Well, Alejandra, thank you so much for your time and talking about your experience and just your your vulnerability too, because I know this is not a fun thing to talk about, um, especially when it goes so deep and it's been such a big part of your story. So seriously, thank you. I know this is going to be really impactful for people listening. I know there's thousands, if not millions of others who do as well, and that will be really touched by this. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I love sharing my story. So I'm very glad that you asked me to be here. Keep doing it. It's important. It sure is.